Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rock stars. Rock stars, girls lacrosse. Rock stars, girls lacrosse. The Rockstars Girls Lacrosse Show with hosts Ronnie Davis and Craig Spazman Simmons. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Rockstars Girls Lacs Podcast with me, Ronnie Davis, and Craig the Spazman Simmons. What's up? How you doing, man? Good, good. Uh, Spaz, this is our last podcast before we no. take a little break. Yeah, no, we take a, say it ain't so. We got to take a little break and uh, come back, get ready to we'll back get back in September but um it's been a you know long and illustrious you know event here at Rock Vox you know doing this podcast with you know from the when we started with Scholastic you know we jumped right into Scholastic yeah. and we moved through the sectionals and the states and and now into the you know highly competitive world of girls club lacrosse absolutely and, um, it pretty much Finished up this weekend. Club did. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a few. There's a you know a tournament left in Lake Placid, and um, and I think that there's a Capital Cup tournament. I'm not sure if any of the local teams are going down you know down there, but um, to Virginia to play. But you know, this past weekend was like the you know the final hurrah for it was at the Mid Atlantic Club Championships. And and from what you were telling me, it was huge. Huge. Like 350 teams? Six locations, 350 teams. Now, weren't you telling me oh, six different locations or six fields? Six different locations. Oh, man. Yeah, and I'm all around Maryland. That is a major deal. Yeah, a huge event. And um, there were several, you know, not only Monster was there this weekend, but, you know, com- there were Common Goal <laughs> teams were there, Relentless Hustle teams were there, FCA teams were there, which is uh, – you know, those are three local, other local clubs in Rochester besides yep. um, Monster, and uh, it was a, it was a good weekend, and it was a lot of games. But the you know the the thing that I always press so much on, especially at the twenty one level, that uh, you know because they're in their tour right now, they're in the final stages of their tour. They can actually start talking to college coaches in September, the twenty twenty ones. But hundreds and hundreds of college coaches were at one location, St. Paul's School for Girls. Um, where the, that's where the 21s were, right? Also, okay. all the 21 games were at St. Paul's, one location. And it was the coaches' tents were filled. The sidelines were filled with coaches. It was just a great opportunity to go out there and and play as best you can and to try to get, you know, an opportunity for some of these college coaches to take notice 
um, of your athletic ability, and maybe come September they're going to start offering some scholarships. Now, is, 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 is sounds like this is the biggest tournament, you know, the biggest deal of the season, like yeah, the mecca kind of. It is between this and, and lacks for the cure um, are the two biggest. Um, okay, but also. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, last weekend, we were at what, what's called the G8, which is called the Grade 8, right? Um, where it's only, um, it's invitation only. The, you know, the Mid-Atlantic Tournament we played this weekend, if you can get online and and register fast when it comes out, you can get in. That doesn't mean you're going to get in the top brackets. Um, yeah, I remember in, talking about that. Yeah, but the G8 last weekend, um, the Monster Club 21 and 22 levels went and played in the grade eight, the G eight. And, uh, and that was every college coach in the country was there and it was just the best against the best. It was no championship style. You didn't, you didn't win a t-shirt. You didn't win a backpack. You just played five games and, but you played against, you know, the, the five best teams in the country. And, and at two levels, it was a, you know, at a, a competitive, a highly competitive level and a competitive level. So, all the all the clubs there had two teams at each level, and you were saying at the purple and the white. Correct. So, okay, and the so, purple's the quote unquote better of the two. The the com- or the more the more, more skilled or what's the, the the more competitive. How do we tiptoe around that? There's no tiptoe. It's more, <laughs> it's more competitive, and you okay. go play against you know the other teams, uh, more dominant color teams. Okay, whether it's black or purple or, or blue or whatever it may be. The, so the more dominant color teams play against each other and the less dominant play against each other. Um, and it, all in all, it was a great weekend. I mean, um, the Monster 22 purple, I think they went 4-1. and one, And um, the Monster 21 purple went 4-0. and oh. Now, usually you play five games, but weather you know, became a factor and we weren't able to play one game. But to go down there, you know, against those teams and be that successful um, with all those coaches watching, I mean, those kids, I give those kids a lot of credit. They they went down there and played against the best and so forth and and did well. And, and the white teams as well. The white teams went out there and, and competed just as well last weekend. All close games, all um, very competitive games. But um, it was just a great showing for Monster just to be at that tournament. For sure. You got to be invited. You can't. You know, no one can just sign up and uh, to be just involved in that um, conversation with the Yellow Jackets and the M&D and Skywalkers and Heroes Capital, just to be involved in that is a huge benefit and a huge honor for the kids from Monster Lacrosse. Now, do you think you did well enough this season to be getting, you know, to be invited back? Are, Are you still on the list or once you're on the list, you're always on the list or do you have to, is it a, you know, a recurring thing every year that they have to, uh, you know, go down the list and check it out. No, you have to be competitive. You have to, you know, you, if you if you go zero and five, I'm not sure you're going to be asked back. Okay, you know? but, and, but and the game's got to be competitive. But you had enough teams that were competitive enough that are going to be invited back. You think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, we, okay. like I said, we went four and one at the twenty two level, and we went four and zero oh at the twenty level, and uh, and the white teams, uh, you know, all their games were competitive. So. You know, with that being said, we're you know I talked to the director actually yesterday, and he said that he's looking forward to us coming back. Now, how deep does this go? How how far down does it go? Twenty fives, twenty six, twenty sevens. There's three levels, but the, the the lowest level has less teams. It's really not that um, important to be in at that level. So next year it'll be the twenty two monsters and the twenty three monsters that will okay. go and compete over these uh, three days down there. Now I have a question, and, and it might sound silly. All right, it might sound silly, but how 
you, you said there's hundreds of coaches. Hundreds. Now, is this just a word of mouth thing, or does the tournament send out invitations to the coaches? How do all these hundreds of coaches know when and where to be? So, I mean, they go <clears> – <throat> it's pretty much known where, you know, you're going to go to, um, you know, Lax for the Cure. You're going to go to G8. You're going to go to Mid-Atlantic. And, the, and the, you know, those are the three majors. Okay. Along with Live, Love, Lax. Live, Love, Lax, there was, um you know – a plethora of college coaches at well so at well so what the, the, here's the key is you want to go wherever the yellow jackets and m&d are those are the two top clubs in the country right so wherever they are you want to be there because that's where the college coaches are going to be mm -hmm. now what you sacrifice is is you sacrifice um the, the backpack you know winning the t-shirt you know that's a that's if you are you able to go down there and win you know a bracket you know it's you better hang on to that backpack because they come few and far between right sure um so you kind the college coaches kind of follow where those clubs are so wherever they are that's where you want to be and that's what we've been able to do with monsters get you know in those conversations with you know in those divisions and in the brackets but i remember you telling me that the backpack isn't the goal the backpack isn't the the end run getting in front of all those eyes correct is the the end run but try telling that to a bunch of kids you know true story <laughs> true story i mean we had teams down to, you know <laughs> our youngest team was um at the tournament this weekend was 2026s they're going into i think sixth grade so they're not so much worried about college coaches watching they're, they want the backpack oh yeah and um, unfortunately, they didn't get it because, like I said, it's, it's such a tough um, grind to go down there and win it. But they were all competitive. You know, I think five of my um, teams made the playoffs this weekend. And, you know, I have to note because I, I think it's important that no, you know, Relentless Hustle was there. They didn't make a playoff. Common Goal was there. They didn't make a playoff. FCA was there. They didn't make a playoff. And also, they didn't play in the good divisions. Um, I, I will say this, that, that my 24 team matched up they did play a game against relentless hustle finally right we you know um all the teams around here they don't want to play each other they think it's a, a hunting ground you know they're going to lose kids um but we were able the 24 teams were able to play each other relentless hustle and uh and it was a game i, I give you know relentless hustle 24 team a lot of credit they came out and they played it was you know to be honest with you, it was probably like their super bowl uh, monster won, you know, by one goal. Close game. It was competitive. So it, got, it only takes one. Yeah, I got to give Relentless Hustle twenty four some credit for you know coming and playing, and um, they uh, they they played a good game. I didn't see the game, but um, from what I understand, like um, you know, the coaches told me you know it was like their Super Bowl. They planned for it. They strategized for it. I think probably you know there's no excuses why Monster didn't win by more goals. It was a good game, but. Um, I think that Monster was planning, you know, preparing for to play M&D Black, which was the, their next game. And, you know, that's the creme de la creme when you play them, right? I got so, you. Um, they probably overlooked Relentless Hustle. I, I heard Relentless Hustle came out in a zone defense. Um, Monster has never practiced, you know, to beat a zone. Who, who would think who's going to play a zone defense in seventh grade, right? Yeah. It's like in basketball. I mean, you, you, you coach basketball. Can you imagine – you know, going out in a three-four game, you know, a third and fourth grade game, and putting your team in a zone. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it would. Now, if if we can, I want to. <clears throat> excuse me, I want to walk it back real quick. You said that they don't want to play each other because uh, is that because are you saying they're afraid they're going to jump ship from one program to the other? They're going to let. Well, I, I expound on that, if you will. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, there's there's not great blood between the local clubs. I mean, there's there's a lot of what's called horse trading. You know, kids, mm-hmm. if kids don't make the team at Monster, they'll go try out for Relentless Hustle or Common Goal or FCA, right? So at the end of the day, it all shakes out where the more competitive kids are in one place, right? But right. there's always the, the chance that there is one or two kids that – um, slip through the cracks and are on one of the other teams that are good enough to come play for Monster. Okay. So um, if we f- see that kid, if we go out there and play against them, and we see that kid, and and we um, and we, you know, basically say this kid is identify this kid as a, a kid that probably could play at our level, um, we would, you know probably go after you know go talk to the parents and say hey, look at not for nothing but your kid should probably be in a more competitive environment okay right i got uh, you and the other clubs don't like that they don't have that mentality right they um and you know they, they look at it as a good thing bad thing i look at it as you know survival of the fittest i was going to say as a real thing and you know and you know to me it's a business right mm-hmm. i mean every um we we need to be the most competitive team we could be to go play in, in those tournaments. So we're constantly looking for, um, you know, the, the player that's going to be competitive enough to come play on our team. And rather they're playing for a, another team, it really doesn't matter to us. We, I, I get it. You, you want to put the best players you yeah. can on the field at any given time. And it's also better for the kid, right? I mean, do you want to be the, you know, a big fish in a small pond, but go, you know, go fishing in, you know, in a small lake? I mean, if if you got a kid that has an opportunity to play with us, right, and go out there in front of hundreds of college coaches, which the other clubs are not supplying that platform, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you hold the kid back? You know, I would say go. You know, no different than than hockey, right? Tier tier one hockey. If you if you're a great hockey player in Rochester, New York, do you do you continue to play? here? Well, Canadagua has an example of a player that isn't going to come and, and play his senior year for Canadagua. He's going to go you know, to the next level and play up in Rochester for the Monarchs, right. Carter, Carter McWilliams. So mm-hmm. um, perfect example of exactly what you're talking about. So what you don't see a lot then, it sounds like in your you know, your uh, area of expertise, your, you know, the club level, you don't get a bunch of, yeah, but my friends are playing over here for them, so I don't want to leave them and come over here and play for you because of the investment, the money, the time, the the focus and the energy. Am am I making sense at all? Well, you do get that at first. You know, that's definitely, you know, (coughs) that's probably the main reason that some of these clubs are able to hold on. Is because okay. you know you get one kid and you get five friends. They all want to play together. Gotcha. But eventually, the you know the separation happens, right? I mean, we we're going to hold tryouts in September, right? First two weeks in September, and we're probably going to have three hundred kids, three hundred fifty kids at tryouts to come try out for all our teams, right? Um, you know, they're they're going to want to see are they capable of playing at the, at that level? And and sometimes the separation, you know, we'll get kids come come over and say, look, you know, we've been with this other club, um, but it's going nowhere you know we we see what's happening we see you know the the type of club that that monster is running and, and getting in front of the top colleges and it, that's the end goal right now and you know it, little kids they may say well we're just going to play with our friends we're going to go to some local tournaments we're going to have our own tournaments whatever it yeah may that be. makes sense and and that's okay but eventually we get the best kids but the know, deeper eventually. you go the, the yeah the more that shakes out correct so how intense is your tryout process 
Not to scare anybody away. No. Just if we're talking about it, let's dig into it a little bit. How intense is that process? It, it's intense enough <clears throat> that we are able to see the separation in kids over a two-week period of time. Um, so, I mean, the, with that being said, it's it's fast. It is intense. It's, you know, um, the ball doesn't hit the ground much. It, it's going. And uh, and you see kids fall off. Like, you know, last year, fortunately, the first day of tryouts, I think we had, you know, it's like the Navy SEALs. You hit. You know, I was, I was three, just thinking that myself. Three kids <laughs> rang the bell and said, you know what, this – it's, it's it's not for us. It usually takes care of itself. Yeah, in, in that situation, it plays itself out, and um, and like I said, at the end of the day, we we end up with the best kids and the you know most athletic kids and kids that really want to be lacrosse players. Mm -hmm. You know the soccer thing. You know with the whole you know women's women winning the World Cup hasn't you know done anything good for women's lacrosse. I'll say that you know because now you got all these kids that want to go you know be soccer players, right? Yeah, and. Um, where you know lacrosse is, you know the opportunities for kids to play at a, at a next level is much. Your chances of of doing that is much better than going to play, you know, USL soccer, right? So, um, you know, it was. It, it's the world we live in, I guess, right? I mean, it's. Is it right? I'm not sure, you know. But is everybody doing it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, but the opportunities when you see these college colleges writing checks, basically giving scholarships and and providing opportunities for kids to have admission spots in the Ivy League and and um, that they wouldn't kids wouldn't normally get unless they were playing lacrosse, right? I get you. So, but we got to be competitive. It's dog eat dog. My my next question is: How do you, uh, do you ever feel the eyeballs on you? All the time, all the time. Um, There's that Ronnie Davis. Again. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they they see me coming and they're just like, oh, geez, you know, he's going to take our best player. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. the, and the funny thing is, the parents, they're so goofy that they think that, you know, oh, we got this, you know, little team, rah rah rah, you know, and 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 Jane and Sally, you know, they're having so much fun. Qu question is, you know, Jane's, you know, going to be a six foot one monster. Sally's going to be a, you know, a twig. Jane's got to separate from Sally eventually. Yeah. You know, yeah. if she wants to go to the next level and, and most kids, you know, as they get older, it gets more intense and more clear. The picture gets clearer of, you know, who's going to play, you know, lacrosse for, you know, for college and who's not. Not every kid in fifth and sixth grade, seventh grade right now is going to play lacrosse. They're, the well, they're not thinking about it either too much. But I like the way you said, if they want to. Like, you know, I, I told you before, I, you know, used to work with a basketball program. And the guy came and said, should we should we do a 3-4 travel? And, I, and I'm like, what's, what's the question? He goes, I don't know. Should we? I mean, is that too young? I said, is the demand there? Do people want to do it? If people want to do it. Then provide it for him. It's it's like Jerry Springer. He says, right. "Am I the bad guy for having the show, or are you the bad guy for watching it?" <laughs> right. You know. So you're you're just providing the uh, the forum with which to go to the next level and get in front of all those eyes. Yeah, and and, and develop the kids. Right. We yeah. we train year round. We train eleven months a year, and um, and I believe that's a huge part of it. And when we go down there, you know, we hear nonstop from other club coaches and even college coaches. Well. Ronnie, your your kids' stick skills are off the charts. They're they're better than everybody else's, and um, but the, and that's because we work. You know, we we mm -hmm. when we come, we we're not really playing steal the bacon and those you know throwing water balloons at each other, right? We're we we come we come to practice, and after practice, 
for all the water. Your team you bonding is practicing. There's, <laughs> yeah, we we don't do you know mm-hmm. Ch- the day at Chuck E. Cheese's with a monster group. That doesn't happen. I, I got you. And uh, and that's different for some kids, right? Mm-hmm. They're you know that they're used to, but. Um, it, it's been, you know, like I said, we have 260 kids in our program now. We expect 300 to 400 kids at tryouts. And, you know, we we have a brand new facility being built behind Brighton Sports Zone um, for us. And, you know, you're going to see just more development, more kids. You know, 100%, I shouldn't say 100, you know, one kid on our 2020s is not committed yet, but she's pretty much said that she's going to go in a different direction. Um than, than instead of playing lacrosse in college, but I, I can assure you, come September first, my twenty twenty ones are gonna. It's gonna be like Jerry Maguire. Remember when Jerry Maguire, you know, oh, yeah. back from lunch and the phones are, you know, all oh, yeah. lit up on his phone and yep. and you know that's what it's gonna be like because they they've been so competitive um, over the you know over their tour playing against the top teams. You know, in order to do that, you got to have top kids, right? So, and, you know, speaking of that, I know you have a list in front of you of all greater well, Rochester. Well, I've got the, the all greater Rochester came out. Well, you were out running around living the right. life of leisure. Right. Uh, uh, the, the AGR came out and seven of the 16 are monsters. Correct. They're all juniors. Mm-hmm. They're all juniors. They're all your, sorry, we're talking, I don't know, are we talking scholastic language or are we using club language? If we're using club language, they're 2020s. Right. If we're using scholastic, scholastic. language, they're juniors. Correct. But they're all, they're juniors. Mm-hmm. So seven, the next closest one is common goal with four. Right. So half as many. So that alone, just this little list right here, just this little snippet is you know, documentation, verification of what you're talking about. So, and did you see the honorable mention list? I did see the honorable right. mention list. It's yes, the honorable mention list is is yes. That's that's littered with monster players. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm just I, I'm I'm talking about just the, the, first, the first team. team. Yep, just the first team, and uh, there's 16 of them. Yeah, and seven are monsters, four are common goal, three are lady rock, and two are relentless. Mm-hmm. And um, again, every other well, there's what do I have here? I've got uh, eight seniors, six juniors, and two sophomores, and both sophomores are uh, monsters. Monster players. Ray, Ray Davis and uh, Chris, Kristen is it? Yeah, Kristen? KJ. Yeah. KJ. KJ. She was in my top five. Yeah, she absolutely. was in one of my top fives. Yeah, uh, maybe two weeks, but I, I know she was at least one. I don't know mm-hmm. if I ever got Ray Davis into my top five. I'm not sure if I'm I not did sure. Or not. I'm not. She's but, good. Oh man. Big, she, lefty, like she I said, play. she's strong and and she doesn't mess around. If she gets knocked down, she hops right back up. She doesn't look for an excuse. She doesn't look for a ref to cry to. You know, she just keeps on battling. Right. She knows if you're not going to get the call right there, saying something to a, to a ref isn't. Right. You know, that's that's the job of the coach. You know, a lot of times people will say, "Why is that coach complaining? Why is he griping?" And I almost said, "Can I say bitching?" <laughs> and, and, and complaining and and um. Well, if I can, I just did. Right. But sometimes you lay that foundation that just makes them keep a closer eye on it. Mm-hmm. But when a player gets in there and starts, you know, riding an official, it's it doesn't, it, go it, well it doesn't help one little bit. Right. But I'm just saying, she's not one of those yeah. players, and that's what I like about her. So uh, Pittsburgh's got a couple. Canandaigua's got a couple. Uh, Spencerport's got three. Yeah. They had the most. Uh, Henry, Rush Henrietta, two. Uh, Pal Mackwood, too, which is a big deal to me because all greater Rochester, whether I do or do not agree with them, with their process, how they do things, mm-hmm. we're talking about what is done. Yep. And what is done is a lot of times the, the the last ring of the suburbs, they don't get a lot of attention. The, right. the, the D's and the C's, 
the A's and the B's are the ones that get most of the looks. Yeah. Most of the looks. And uh, Pelmac has two girls, and they're obviously Emma Arnold and uh, Andrew Savage. And, and Andrew Savage. Yep. And uh, one of those is is a monster. Yeah. I don't know. Where, where, I, I'm not sure where Emma, which one Emma plays. Emma plays common goal. Okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, Brighton's got one. Schrader's got one. Uh, Concordia. Yeah. Fairport and Mercy and Penfield each have one. Right. So it's a nice it's a nice mix spread across Monroe County. The only ones out of Monroe County were Arnold and Savage. Right. And uh, they they just and the only every single one of them is committed to go to a college. Absolutely. And, and not just any college, big, big colleges. Big colleges. D one yeah. colleges. Yeah. And the only two are the uncommitted twenty twenty one or twenty twenty ones. Yeah, the twenty ones. Mm -hmm. And and you said they're gonna start talking in September, right? Isn't that when you Yeah, said? They'll, they'll be September first, you know, those two kids will be, you know, well, hot off the press. Well, one of your your girls that was in your top five the entire season was a player of the year, Ellie Mooney. Ellie Mooney. Ellie yep. Mooney player of the year. And then uh, Donovan Lopez, coach of the year. Yep, D -Lo, D Lo coach of the year. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against that. I'm going to go against that call. Well, D'Lo, you're going yeah, against I'm going the D-Lo call? I'm oh, going boy. against the call of D-Lo. Now, with that said, finished 17-3, and three, you know, in a season where even Ellie Mooney was quoted as saying, oh, man, you know, that, that the DNC had her quoted as coming in from the basketball season after they, you know, did the Federation yeah. thing and all that good stuff. And uh, she's like, oh, boy, man, we got a lot of work to do. So, it, it, obviously, a great argument can be made for the dude to be the coach of the year. Sure, my coach of the year though has a lot of experience, but he didn't have experience at the high school level. It was his first year as a high school coach. Okay, and um, here we go. Here's with the Homer. The, the everybody's going to go, you Homer. <laughs> you're my coach of the year because well, I appreciate you, that. Well, you, you, in my, I'm not. This isn't a big deal, but to me, you earned it. And again, that's not to throw D'Lo under the bus or say he didn't deserve it. He's been around a long time. He's got four sectional wins with Pittsburgh. He's got a state title in 17 with him. And, and I believe I was there for that. I, I can't remember. I think I might have called that game. I can't remember. But um, no, I called the semifinal game. I called right. the semifinal game. And he's been around a long time. He's been there since, what, 14? And then he was with Marcus Whitman for, what, four or five years before that? So he's been there. Sure. He's done it. He's got the accolades and the trophies. And and uh, you, you came in. You came in late. All right, Ronnie Davis came in late right, into the right. program, into the mix. You uh, didn't know what you were going to do with goalkeeping because you had lost Cassidy King, uh, you know, uh, uh, in my estimation, an All-American high school goalie. And, uh, you know, you lost Megan Hoffman. You lost some – I just think – my, if you asked me, you you would be my choice for coach of the year. Well, I think that you know, obviously, D'Lo's been around a while, and I don't think he's received coach of the year, you know, over his time, and he has won a state title. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look at that. So I'm sure, you know, I don't know how the voting works. I don't, you know, I really don't pay attention to any of that. But um, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'll say this that the 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 list that they put out of uh, of players, you know, I don't think they got anyone wrong. On that list, no, they don't. Know. They don't have anything any wrong. Right. I mean, uh, but if they could bump it up to twenty twenty five, right. there are a ton of players sure. that you could include on that. But you can't have ten Canandaigua players. You right. can't have ten Pittsburgh players. You know, I mean. So my question though on it, you know, would be, you know, you do it. You did give three three players to Spencerport, mm -hmm. right? And um, and everyone else got two. Yeah. Right. I, I mean. You know, where's the 
where's the method to your madness there? Right? Well, I, 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 I again, the, the, I tried to preface that by saying I don't, I don't know what their criteria is, mm-hmm. and I know Devo isn't involved anymore. So Devo, un, unless you know Jeff DeVeronica, yeah. unless he is somehow involved, maybe he's got a say or you know some advice. But uh, Stevie Johnson, he came in. This is his first year dealing with girls lacrosse. Right. You know, I, I'm not sure what their process is. I don't know what their criteria is, but I could easily think, here comes the homer. Right. I could easily come up with three or four more players from the Braves sure. that you could have put on the oh, first yeah. team. I could come up with some Panthers. I, you, you can come up with many, many more. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, I would be interested to, you know, maybe say, hey, what was it about Spencer Port that they got one more than everybody else? Right. I, I don't know. I can't answer that. But right. but I agree with it because that's my first thought. That's that's when I why I started to write down how many each team had. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, you know, like I said, we we start out with the player of the year, Ellie Mooney, right? Her sister mm-hmm. Casey from Pittsburgh is also, you know, made the All Greater Rochester. Um, for, you know, from Canada, where we had you know the big rig, Lexi Bernicki and, yeah, uh, and Clancy Rude. Yep. Um, and you know, go, going down the list, you you have in front of you one goalie. Only made it, right? Jordan Concordia. Yeah, Concordia. She was the only goalie that made it, which yeah. um, which it, kudos to her, right? Because she, I don't think they had a winning season. I don't. I was going to say on a, <laughs> on a team that was under the radar, right? And, and and realistically, a coach that every time I talk to him, he's like, unless this is just him, you know, BS and trying to, you know, I don't know preface the game I he'd be like I don't know man we're gonna it's gonna be tough today man. Right. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it it was it was it's funny but but, it, uh, but also I think mercy you know some of those kids kind of you know we could make a case for them you I know, between again, Caroline Murphy and um, I, I would like to know do they set the number at right. 16 so if anybody from the DNC is listening right. let me know <laughs> get, get a hold of me you know um I, I don't know maybe I'll ask Stevie J myself um, let's, let's see if we can get get him on a phone. Stevie J, you yeah. have his number? I do. Let me oh, man. Give Stevie J a call. Let me see if I can give this to Fitz. And look, bo- dude, look at how fast Fitz was down here, man. As soon as you said, let's get him on the phone. Steve but Stevie Johnson. J is uh, Stevie Johnson works for the uh, Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, him and uh, Double J. But um, I would like to know, Do is it a set number? Do they have to work within a set parameter do they you know does the dnc go all right you get 16 james spots. johnson james johnson yeah james johnson. no no james is the other one stevie is the new guy that took over for right. uh devo well let's call james let's give him a call here it's yeah james is a smaller guy james is the one that's been there a little longer so he could definitely give us some insight no question go. about that <laughs> but but my first question would be how do you set the parameters of how many you can put on the first team? Right. And why isn't there a second team? Why do we go right, right. from first team to honorable mention? Right. Why no second team? And and my question is, where do you get the information from <clears throat> to to base your decisions? Yeah, I, I know we're sent a form of six, you know, with sixteen slots. It says put your, you know, each coach gets a slot. Put sixteen players in there. Okay. I, I mean, do they count those numbers up? You know, I, oh, I so, know. so you're saying the coaches vote on all greater Rochester? No, 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 no. Okay. What I'm saying is the coaches submit a list of 16 players that they think are qualified to be on all greater Rochester, and you submit okay. that to the DNC. Okay. What the DNC does with that information, we don't know. I, I would be willing to bet 
mm-hmm. being on that end of the media. I am willing to bet that's just kind of a a guide mm-hmm. to say, get, let, get, let's get your input. Right. Give us some feedback. And then I would say that they match numbers. They look at stats. They go by, <laughs> you know, games that they've seen, players. They probably ask people and sure. things like that. But, you know. Right, James well, or Stevie would would absolutely be able to. I mean, even Devo would still be able to do that. He's been out of it. He's working with Westeronicoit now. Right, right, he right. The, yeah, he's their communications person now. But he was with the DNC, the Forever. doing the sports thing for like a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, looks like it doesn't look like Fitz is getting him on the line. No. So. Hey, it was a good idea. Though. Yeah, you know, it's a good. Oh, we got his voicemail. All right, we gave well, him a voicemail. Maybe he calls back. That's so. good. That's good. Um. But yeah, so let's go down the list. Let's talk about them. So we we talked about you know Clancy Rude, right? We talked about Lexi Bernicki. We talked about Ali Mooney, the Player of the Year, Casey Mooney, um, Nat- Jordan Natalie Concordia. Choke, Natalie Choke going to UMass Lowell. Yep, from Spencerport. Spencer she's a good player. Yep, she's got. You, like you said though, you can't. There's nobody on this list that you can say they don't deserve to be on that list. Correct. The problem. The problem is there's a lot of players that you can say should be on the list. Right. You know, and that's why I would like to see a second team. Mm-hmm. I thought that there had always been a second team. It's it's unless my memories. You know, I thought so too. I I always know. thought there was a second team. Right. But uh, Morgan Cox, Morgan yeah, Cox, good Penfield. player from Penfield, right? She's going to Butler. Yep. Uh, Aaron Coikendale. Coikendale going to yep. Northwestern. Yep. Whether you, whether you like how she got those numbers or not, she's right. got the numbers. Yeah. And uh, Raya Davis. Raya we talked Davis, about yep. her. Yep. Kristen Johnson. Yeah. Come on. Come on. My scroller is a Liv working. Wall from Spencer Porter. Yep. I think yep. she's, on there. Wall. She, she's yep. going to Cornell. She's going to be a good player at Cornell. Susan LaFontaine. Susan LaFontaine. She's going to UConn. Uh, Kate Mischewski. Kate Mischewski going to Cuse. The Cuse. Uh, who we got here? Casey Mooney, we got Clancy Rue. Casey Mooney going to Notre Dame. Allie Mooney going to Notre Dame. Andra Savage. Andra Savage um, the, the going sh- to to um, Towson. Towson. The Schwabster. The Morgan Schwab going to Virginia. The Schwabby. I like that kid. Yeah, I like her, yeah. man. I'm telling you, I could talk. I I could just talk to her for you know, ever. Yeah. She she just she's very uh she's very smart. Right. Her acumen seems to be very high. Oh, she's, she's you, 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 incredibly intelligent on the field. How didn't you say she likes to flap her gums in the car though? Oh, was well, that her? Well, her and Ashley and Taylor Sampone, they don't shut up. For, I, know, I got you. Just talk, talk, talk. I got you. And that's it. That's yeah. that's the sixteen. And okay. then and then D-Lo. So what's important, right? What I think is the most important thing about <clears throat> that list, okay, is look at all the schools that those kids are going to. Mm-hmm. Tell me another sport. Want just give me one other sport in section five, right? That has that many Division One college besides boys lacrosse. I was going to okay, say you can't. Boys, the only yeah. other one is boys lacrosse. boys lacrosse. Another sport besides lacrosse that has that many Division One kids. There isn't one. Not one. There isn't one. So that just shows the opportunities are real, right? You got all these parents out there. It pisses me off, Spaz. They, they, you know, oh, you know, it's you know the chances of getting a scholarship is so low. You know what? Bullshit. You know what? That's that's a crock. The chances of getting a scholarship are huge if you are capable of playing. If if you're capable of as a parent, if you're capable of supporting what needs to be done and you don't hover, you With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't helicopter. Let your kid be coached Mm -hmm. because your kid doesn't have a problem with it. Right. Your kid is fine. Trust me, mom. Your kid is fine. And dad, you're not the coach. Let Let the coach do the coaching, man. Leave the officials alone. Okay. Support. And let the kid go yeah. through what they have to. You're right. The documentation is there. The numbers are there. Of these 16 players, all of them are going to be going to a big school. Yeah. Every I mean, single one. To be at an, uh, what a great opportunity for these kids. Yes. I mean, let's compare it to soccer. Are the, are, you know, in the 2020 class in Section 5, right? Girls, I know. I think four kids, three kids are going to play. You know, at good schools, right? I know Grace Murphy's going you to Providence. I think can't. the girl Football. Chloe from Wayne is going to um, Ohio State. You know, um, it, it's just football is probably the closest. If you if if we're going to talk, no, about no, no, no. not compared I mean, to kids, not compared to as many kids as playing. I mean, every school has a football team, right? Yeah, Geneseo has a football team. Yep. Avon has a football team. Um, you know, Waterloo, all of them, they all have football teams, right? So what is it about set what is it about lacrosse, girls lacrosse? You said it. Explain it. Expound on it. What is it about girls lacrosse and boys, but this is a girls lacrosse program. Mm-hmm. What is it about lacrosse that provides those opportunities? Is it there's more colleges that are playing now? Why? Basically because it's not a it's a non revenue sport. But so every revenue sport you add, you know, and on a boy side, you got to add on the girl side, you mm-hmm. know, because of Title Nine. Title Nine. But it's it's not a huge expense for them, and it's growing, right? It's growing. There's more kids that want to play. There's more kids that want opportunities, right? I just talked to this the, this weekend the new coach at Pitt. Pitt now has a lacrosse team, a girls lacrosse team, right? What a great opportunity that would be. That, a lot of right? that's a big school. Yeah, they're, that's they're, a they're D gonna one big. That's 20, a major university. They're gonna play in the ACC, right? So all these colleges are supplying opportunities, and there's not enough girls. There's not enough kids to take the spots, which is exactly the opposite in women's soccer or men's soccer or football, mm-hmm. right? There's so many kids playing more than the opportunities that are available or in track. Track has the most. Track's got a tra- lot, yeah. Tra- track is crazy. Mm-hmm. You look at track, I, I, or, I, from Shortsville, from Red Jacket, the track team is, is just about as big, half the population <laughs> right. over there, man. Right. It's crazy. It is. It, but the funny thing is, is, is you know, track and, and individual sports like that, you don't get cut from the cross-country team. Yeah. 
I, right? Well, that's the pro- so, that's the big thing. So that's that everybody participates, right? Every everyone gets a soft landing at the you know mm-hmm. those types of things. Mm-hmm. Where lacrosse is it's different. It's it's competitive at the level you're at, and but to go to the next level to get an opportunity. I mean, everyone can get one. Every single kid on my monster team is going to get an opportunity. And I believe that every every kid on Common Goals and Relentless Hustles and FCA, all those kids are going to get opportunities too. So that that's the biggest difference is the, the, the amount of kids playing compared to the opportunities. And it just goes directly against the, the mom or dad that's, you know, that goes online and says, well, 0.16 of these kids get athletic scholarships. They should be start thinking about, you know, what they're going to do after college. Well, that's great, but but the next six years they have a tremendous opportunity to go be a yeah. part of something, to um, embrace being on a team, to take what you know, to take what that experience means, to help financially with paying for college because we know that that can be a big expense. And my biggest thing, and I always go back and say, you know, if I I went to Nazareth, right, as soon as I stepped foot on Nazareth campus, I had thirty brothers, right, yeah, to to help with that transition of of going to, to a school and, and being part of a new environment, sure. right? That's hard. That's not easy for kids. So, you know, just to have that alone, to be a part of it, to have a spot, I, I think that, you know, that's the value that lacrosse, that girls and boys lacrosse are supplying to these kids. I think one of the stigmas against and again, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about the boys for a second. The stigma is, oh, that's a preppy sport. That's the that's all the rich white kids play that yeah. sport, you know. And I don't know how much you've been more involved with a girls game than I have. How, has any of that trickled down? Is there any kind of stigma that comes with the girls game that a lot of kids might think? I'm not good enough for that. I don't want to play that. I don't want to deal with those kind of people. Is there any of that kind of BS stigma that comes no, with the girls' game? I haven't seen that. You know, you know, <laughs> it's only when you see um, either tragedy or you know confrontation or something bad happens that that you know, like let's look at the Duke lacrosse case, right? Yeah, you know, Duke. I mean, yeah. it was never about privilege until these kids got arrested, right? And well, got, well the, and until, the, until the defense used it as a means to... To, vil- know, villainize yeah, it, to vilify them, right? yeah. And, and, you know, that's the only time that it comes into play. I mean, that, I've read that book a hundred times. I followed that case closely. Uh, yep. And, you know, everything is about white privilege and, and this, and, and those kids are privileged because they had money. Thank God they had money to be able to hire a legal team, right, to unravel everything. Because if they didn't, it could have went sideways quick. Uh, the worst part of that, Ronnie, was the coach. Well, I the know. worst part of that he was the coach. He got hung out to dry. He got hung, like you, yeah, hung out to dry. And he went down with the ship. He did. He went down with the ship, and come hell or high water, he was going to have to. Absolutely. He was going to have to. He he knew he was taking a bullet. He knew he was taking one for the team. He had to, and that was the worst part of that whole deal, right. that whole deal. But um, to, to walk it back, you're right. The numbers confirm it, They're, and and. The biggest thing for me is the O word, opportunity. Mm-hmm. But you have to seize the opportunity because, Ronnie, I've always said, you know, I'm Mr. Positive Speaker yeah. guy. There's no such thing as a missed opportunity, okay? An opportunity you don't take advantage of, somebody else sure. is going to. And by the way, opportunity isn't going to come knocking on your door. It doesn't just one day wake up and say, hey, I'm going to go see Ronnie and, you know, give him. And you have to work for it. You have to find it. You have to be your own best advocate. You have to 
you have to believe in yourself, obviously, and uh, you know, get out there and go after it. But I, I like the that you use that word opportunity. Yeah, I mean, and and opportunity and experience. You're, ex, you know, you're you're given an experience. It's not always going to be perfect, right? I mm-hmm. I sent an email out to my club prior to this weekend, saying, look at. Mistakes are going to happen. You're going to be in line at Kona Ice, and they're going to run out of ice. That's that's a mistake on their part, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be on the field, and the official's going to miss a call. Mm-hmm. You're going to be playing a game, and the coach is going to not put you in for a few minutes because maybe she forgot about you, right? Those are going to happen. You're, as a player, going to go out on the field and drop a ball. Everyone's going to make mistakes, right? A- absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's the it's the total experience that you take in. You go to Disney World for a week, right? Pay a lot of money. That's a lot of walking. They make it the happiest place on earth for you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's the difference between a week at Disney World and eleven month, eleven month, you know, commitment in to to a lacrosse program, right? I got you. You're going out there. You're having fun. You're playing. Um, you're exercising, everything that comes in with it. You're winning, you're losing, you're making friends, you're, the camaraderie, you're getting better. So uh, experience and opportunity are the two main things that, that we focus on. Right? I'm going to walk it back. I'm going to walk it back a couple weeks. I'm going to walk it back maybe even a few weeks. All right. We talked about multiple sports and how oh, all these color codes. Well, you got to play multiple sports, this and that. And you've already said 11 months mm-hmm. commitment several times. Yeah. Now, look at me. I'm dad. Yeah. I'm coming to you and said, you're telling me I want to, you need a 11 month commitment. But Coach Joe and Coach Jim and Coach Gary all say that my daughter has to play each of their sports to go anywhere in college. You're on. Well, Coach Jim, Coach Joe, and Coach Gary, what they're not telling you is, yes, they're right. You you should be playing multiple sports. But as I said before, you can't if you're you can't put the stick down. You can't put the stick away. Like I used to play hockey, right? My skates went away when hockey season went over. I picked them back up again, you know, in October, November, right? You can't do that anymore. You at least why not go out on the bounce back and play? You know, throw the ball off at five hundred. All right. So times. you're not saying it has to be a hundred percent. No, no, no. As far saying. as hundred percent, hundred percent commitment. You know, in the heart and, and in the mind. But it's not like you've got to spend every single free moment right. playing wall ball. Right. So l- look at the example of you know Jerry McNamara. Right. He played at Syracuse. Jerry Mack, Jerry Mack, right. Yep. Um, or GMAC. Yeah, GMAC. GMAC. God, so, I hope Beheim gets out right. of there someday so he can co- he can move up and coach. So GMAC never went pro, right? No. Never yep. went pro. But the guy, you can't tell me he put a basketball down one month of the year, right? There's that's, no that's, way. There's no way you're going to play example. at that level and put that down. Greg Paulus, you know, remember him? Oh, yeah. Greg Paulus was a fantastic football player at CBA in Syracuse, right? Mm-hmm. All he was Mr. Football, for right? No one even knew. He, he he called Duke and said, I want to come play basketball for you. And went to Duke and played for Coach K for, for four years. Played basketball for four years there. Yeah. A point guard, right? Yep. Started three of them, I believe, right? Then said, you know what? I'm going to go back to Syracuse. I'm going to play football for one year. Came back and started quarterback for yeah. the football team for one year. Yeah. So you think Greg Paulus put down a football while he was playing basketball? I don't think so. I don't okay. think there's no way you can come back and do that. You know, I'm sure Paulus was out there throwing passes when he could, right? Staying on it, having fun, being active. But his whole commitment had to be Duke basketball. So where does a parent, where does a, 
and and I'm shoot I'm shooting devil's advocate. I'm I mean you said make it a good one. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So where does a parent get the resources? How does a parent tell that kid? Okay, you're still going to play this sport, but you also have to find a time to do this one as well. Are you going to help with that? Does the parent go to the coach? Does the parent become the advocate? What kind of resources are out there for that parent to be able to say, we'll make the 11-month commitment, Mm -hmm. but she's still going to play softball, but she's also going to have a stick in her hand. Where's the resources? What can so, a parent do? So what we do, you know, as a, what I do as a club director is I offer the opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. I don't offer it once a week. I'll offer it four times a week where they, if they can't come and play with their own age group on a night because they have practice or whatever for their other sport, they can come another night. Our winter okay. training program, right, is so flexible, but it is so impressive because that's where the kids really develop. And like I said, there's you can come four nights a week if you want. But if I get you one week, one night a week, or you know, I'm doing pretty good. So my kids play basketball. My daughter plays basketball, right? But you know, she after basketball practice, one or two nights a week, she'll be over at the training center, you okay. know, playing lacrosse. That that's all it takes. Get, you know, gymnastics. Look at gymnastics, right? If you want to be a great gymnast, my I have a niece that's a level eight or nine or ten gymnast, right? She goes to practice five hours a night. I was gonna say that's a way of life. Six days a week. Yeah, that's a if way of not life. seven. Yeah. So I'm I'm asking for one hour a week. That's a good example. That's, that's it. a good so what it sounds to me like it's flexible but not casual. Correct. It's one hour. Give me one hour a week. If I can get you two hours, that's even better. But give me one hour a week, and I can put make sure that you're on a path. If you're athletic enough and you want to do it. Now, if you fall behind, right, and other kids are coming four nights a week, and you're coming once, and you fall behind, Ruh-roh. that's survival of we're, the fittest. We're, we're right? opening up a whole another yeah, can of worms that, now, that, Ronnie. That's survival of the <laughs> fittest. This we kid, are, yeah. But that's the difference between this kid going to Syracuse. Right? Yeah. And this kid going to Marist or something like that. I got you. That, that's not the to throw Marist under the not, bus. Not at all, but they're not as but, competitive but, but as you, yes. excuse, right? Yes. So that's the difference right there. So if you if you're that kid and you and you know that you're a top division one kid, North Carolina, Virginia, you know, Louisville, any of those ACC schools, right? You you know, you gotta put the time in. Ali Mooney is going to Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. You think Ellie Mooney put her stick down? No. No. She was, she was no. all county, all greater Rochester basketball, right? They went to the Federation. They won the state championship. She spent a lot of time playing basketball. You think she put her stick down? Not a chance. No way. I guess. Uh, so, again, mm-hmm. just trying to tell these parents, uh, let your kid go through the process. Yeah. Let your kid go through the process, man. What other sport can you play an hour a week, right, and and have – a great, a such great opportunities. Like I said, gymnastics, 30 hours a week they practice, right? That's And, and they can't eat. They no, can't do anything. They on. can't do oh, – you know, It's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. So I think that parents need to, instead of vilify, you know, making lacrosse look so bad and it's so crazy and the parents are crazy and the coaches are crazy and the club owners are crazy, right? I mean, it's all, you know, dog-eat-dog against each other and it's vicious. and It's like, really? Oh. I mean, embrace it, right? Don't buy into it, but embrace it. Embrace what we're doing, and you, your kid will have tremendous opportunity. I, I think there's a lot of parents out there that do. The only problem is they're not the ones that are hurt. The ones that are hurt, what's the saying? The the squeaky wheel gets the grease yeah. or something like that or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's the 
vocal minority that gets the attention, whereas the silent majority who's okay with everything, they get screwed because, you know, you got to make changes for the ones that are making the most noise. I mean, we realistically, you know, at Monster, we have a, you know, a couple parents that are just out of their minds, right? I mean, in when I say out of their minds and what they see, look out on the field. Don't mention names. I'm not going <laughs> to. But they look out on the field and they see something vastly different than the coaches do, right? Always. And 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 they're looking for, well, how come my kid's not going to Division One? But in all fairness, that's human nature. It is. It, it's human nature, but 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 – we, as the people who are running these organizations and who are doing the coaching, we have to educate them to stop doing that. Don't right. do that because you're not helping your child. Let me tell you, I, we went over it and over it. You know, I have parent meetings over and over, right, to explain this is the system, this is the process. And some of these parents, it's like they, they weren't even there. So so, even so 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 what, let's ramp this up to the next level. Let's yeah. go right into the next thing. At what point do you say it's not worth it to keep the kid around because the parents are just too? Uh, have you ever run into that? Have no. you ever said, you know what? I love the kid. She's a great player, but her parents are a pain in the ass, and I don't want them around. Right? No. So <clears throat> I've I've made it a point because I've seen so much of it, right? And then I am so close to the girls and so close to the players because I do the ninety percent, you know, of, of the coaching year round. Okay. <clears throat> that I always said my thing is I'm never going to take it out on a kid. You know, for what their parents do. And you, say, can't. You, know, you, you can't. You can't. Um, but eventually, you know, you have to be able to look the parent in the eye, you know, and say, look, it, you, your kid is just not what, you know, keeping up. Mm-hmm. Basically, Your kid's not keeping up. And that's a tough conversation, right? It, it, it is. I had that. I, I will say that I had that with a girl one time. She was on the cusp. I mean, she was on the border of making the team, the basketball team, fifth grade. <clears throat> and her mother came to me and asked me, and I was blessed with this mother because I told her the truth. I said, your your, your daughter's got to have a really good tryout tomorrow. We're going to have another one, and she's, she's going to have to do really. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Well, and, you know, she didn't go, oh, it's all your fault. You have it out for my daughter. Uh, I was just reading a thing online, Ronnie, about... Teachers and coaches who dealt with those kind of parents. It was it's it's insane. <laughs> but she didn't do that. She went and told her daughter, Hey, you gotta come out and, and do your thing. And she didn't. She made the team and turned out to be a great player. But. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the the parents, you know, like I said, we can educate them as much as we want, but you know, you know, I'm watching my own kid out on the field, right? And um well, I feel it. When she makes a mistake, I feel it, right? When she struggles, I feel it. And um, you know, you want to do everything you can do to help and and support. And uh, when, you know, if you can just get keep that in your mind, you're going to have a much better um, experience with your kids going through high school and college and scholastic and club and all that. I was just about to say, be the advocate, be a parent advocate. Don't be the coach. Be a parent advocate right. and tell the parents. Tell any parent that's listening right now that that's going to hear it on demand. 
What can they do? Give them a couple steps yeah. that they can do to come out of that, to get away from being that parent, that helicopter right. hover parent, and let their kid be coached and go through the process. The first thing they need to do, step one, I think is the most important, is don't compare your kids to other kids on their team. Because because when you do that, right, as soon as your kid makes a mistake, you don't want, you know, a lot of these parents are saying, well, my kid just made a mistake, but it's not their fault. It's Sally's fault over here. Mm-hmm. First thing they want to do is put the blame on somebody else. You got to hold your kid accountable. It's it's on your kid, right? You cannot go out there and, and compare your kid to other kids and say, you know, my kid's better than this kid. That's a ridiculous joke in my book. Okay? I think that's competitive parenting, Ronnie, because if, if a kid sees their kid make a mistake inside, whether they admit it or not, oh, great, people are going to think my kid stinks and I'm a bad parent. I think there's somewhat of a factor in that, but right. that's a go ahead. But I, I, I truly think, and I may catch backlash for this, but I truly think if you're out there comparing your kid to another kid on the field, you're an idiot. Ronnie, some of the things we've said today are, are much right. more backlashy I, I than do. what you just and, said. And if, <laughs> if you if you come to me and ever tell me, well, my I see it out there. I've been I've been around this game a long time. I've been around sports a long time. I see it. My kid's better. I coached than, in third grade. Yeah, my kid's better than this kid. You know what? You're an idiot. You're an idiot for even comparing your kid to someone else on their own team. Okay. Maybe you should be comparing your kid to someone on the other team. Right? Because that's who they're out there competing against. Or how about comparing your kid to the kid that they were in the last practice? Exactly. Because to me, that's the art of competition. They're not, the parents aren't at practice. They don't, you know, that's not what they do. They come out and they watch these tournaments and they, and they judge and they judge and they judge and they put so much focus on winning. Yeah. The outcome, the outcome, we have become outcome, we're Mm -hmm. an outcome based society. Mm -hmm. Okay. To me, you're not based, you're not defined by the outcome. You're defined by the effort. Okay, it doesn't matter if your kid, what, what, uh, um, whether your kid can score or not is not a sign of whether you're a good parent or not. Your child's coachability, your your child's effort, and your child's attitude reflect your parenting. That's step one. Give us another step. Uh, You know, step two is. Is as you already mentioned it is you got to hold your yourself and your kid accountable. Yes, and we don't do that anymore. We don't. So you know when you, you know, like I said, if I get you once a week, I'm happy, right? But when when you're in, you know, when you add it all up at the end of the day, it all comes out in the wash, right? So if you want to say, well, my, how come my kid's not playing more, right? How come my kid's you know not starting? How come my kid you know doesn't see more playing time? Right. Well, if you really go back to the book, how many practices did you make? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many, t- you know, how many texts can I go back through to show you? Oh, did you text me here. Your kid's not going to be a practice night because she's got soccer. OK, I'm not telling you not to go to soccer. Yep. Right. All I'm telling you is if you're at lacrosse, you're going to get better. And the kids that are at lacrosse are going to get better. Yes. Um that that's that's number two is you just you can't expect us to pull a rabbit out of a hat. You can't expect us to um, make something out of nothing. You have to go. You have to put put the work in. You have to do it. And the funny thing is, even this summer, and I, and I'll and you know I'm not going to mention the the kids, but you know I got a text last week from a kid that says, "Hey, I can't. You know we're ramping up to going to this big tournament. I can't make it. I got basketball." Okay, I'm not gonna give you shit about it. I got gotcha. you, but you know when you when you 
hit the goalpost or you throw the ball over the goal or, or you, or, you know, you get to stick, you struggle on the field, right? Rather it's for, if you get on the field, right. When you, when you're out there you're going to look at me and you're going to be like, Oh, I don't, what, what just happened? Well, maybe if you were, you know, playing lacrosse instead of basketball during the summer, <laughs> right? It's when your fault. Season, you're the coach. It's, it's your fault. It's, it's, I right. didn't score. it's on you, you know? And, yeah, and yeah. so, um, we, we don't hold kids accountable. Did you, did, uh, Ronnie? Have you ever seen the uh, the cartoon where back in the seventies, all right, a kid had an F, and the parents were whacking the kid upside the head, and then in the two thousands, the kid has an F, the parents are whacking the teacher upside the right. head, and that's that's a microcosm of what we're going through yeah. as a society. As a society. Now. We lawyer up. My wife used to do that, bro. I love you, Lisa, but she used to lawyer up for the kids, and I'm like. Don't do that. Right. You're not holding them accountable. Let them deal with it. Let them be punished. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's that, that's the only way they're going to learn. Yeah. So do, does that mean we have two minutes left when that goes on? Five minutes left. Okay. Five minutes. Okay. That's so, The five-minute bell the has five rung. Minute. I don't know if you guys can hear it yeah. or not. But. So, yeah, that, I Woo. mean, the parents, like I said, they 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 got to hold themselves and their kids accountable. And it's okay. not a bad thing. It's not that their kids are bad, right? Right. But it, it's life. Did you happen to see the? Um, there's a news article that came out this week. There's a, a the a guy who wrote an article saying the Lion King, right? <clears throat> the Lion King is is bad. The Lion King, um, the movie it it portrays a good light of like communism and because you know it's mm-hmm. the 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 lion up here and the hyenas down here and it creates wrong socialisms and stuff like that. So yeah. he condemned the Lion King, right? The Circle of Life. He condemned it. What an idiot, right? It's it's survival of the fittest, and it is what it is. If you don't sure. want to be a part of it, right, if you don't choose to be a part of survival of the fittest, which is in every aspect of your life. It is. If you choose it not really to be is. a part of it, you can go somewhere else. There's an opportunity to go somewhere else. Unlike the cartoon, right? Unlike the Lion King cartoon, the hyenas have nowhere else to go. No, they don't. Right? In today's society, if you choose not to be a part of the survival of the fittest, that's okay. You can go to a softer landing. You can take your kid. Okay, my kid, you know, is not going to be a part of this, you know, d- purple team on Monster, right? No way is she going to play white. I'm just going to take her to another club. I'm just going to, you know, have her concentrate on soccer or basketball yeah. because there's soft landings there. It makes it, it's all rah, rah. You know, all you're doing is setting your kid up for failure. Yes. You an know? uncoachable kid becomes an unmanageable adult. Yeah. Plain and simple. You make me want to go have a kid, a girl, <laughs> just so she can grow up and play lacrosse for you, man. Well, I mean, I, I just don't see a, a better way to do it. I understand kid, socialisms and I understand, you know, anxieties and this <clears throat> and that. And you don't want your kid to have a bad experience, right? It's a decision you have to make. But this is what I'll say. If you get in the arena of survival of the fittest, right, and you're able to survive, your kid's going to be that much better off. That's simple. Well, the problem is, is life is the arena. I, I understand PC, you know, political correctness and all that. We, we, we've changed. We've gone a, a different direction with that. But the reality is your child is going to have to compete when they get out in the real world. No matter what they do. They're going to have to compete for a job. They're going to have to compete f- for everything. Everything. And, and that's the bottom line. So let your kid go through the process. Exactly. Don't and let them be stay uncomfortable. Out stay out of it. Yeah. You know, just support them. Um, you know, I'm like I said, I'm going through it now with my daughter. All I can do is support. Sure. And, that, you know, it, it, and 
and I think that she's going to be better off. How, how, <laughs> speaking of D-Lo, how hard <laughs> is it for you not to run down there and go, what are you thinking, man? You know what? I, um, as a coach, I know, you know, I, I don't, you know, he does things or other coaches do things I don't, that I probably wouldn't do or you agree know with. Or do you know different. Frank Martin is? Basketball coach, mm. college basketball coach. I can't remember what school he is. You'd know him if you saw him. He's the guy that if he looks at you, you're crap in your pants. Right. All right. He gives you the look. He came around. A person asked him, you know, how because his daughter played. I think it was his daughter that plays basketball. How do you deal with other coaches? What are you talking about? I'm. When 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 my kids playing, I'm not a coach. I'm dad. Right. I don't have a word to say to the other coaches. That's their job. Mm-hmm. They do whatever they got to do. I have players that I coach and I handle them. Right. But and I wouldn't want to be handled by him, dude. He's a <laughs> scary dude. Right. Look him up, Frank Martin. He, you'll know who he is when you see him. But uh, man, this was a good podcast. Yeah, dude. we good. got a lot out. We well, that, got a lot out. Last week we didn't do a five, uh, a top five. We got to get the Fairport Hots top five, and I got my top five. You got, you got. An- I, I I did not come up with a top five. I'll, so, I'll bounce off of yours. Okay, so this week, um, I don't even know if it's five. I got this week, but I, you know, the, you know, the top my number five for one is an event that's going to take place right this weekend. Okay. Shootout for soldiers in Canada. I am the MC for that. Okay, bro. so that's my number five this week. If you get an opportunity, go support Shootout for Soldiers in Canada. It helps veterans. It's this a twenty-four week. hour lacrosse uh, event at Canada. Correct. They're so. using the box as well. Oh, perfect! I believe so there's a lot of lacrosse the out there. Go, go out there, have lunch. You know, spend some money at concessions, buy a T-shirt, whatever you can do to support out there w- would be great. Nice. Um, for again, shoot out for soldiers. Um, my number four this week. Okay, um, I'm gonna turn to. I'm gonna give it to the Relentless Hustle 2024 team. Okay. Okay. Um, they came out and they had a game plan against Monster 2024, and they executed it. And um, they didn't win, okay? But like I said, it's not all about the winning and losing. They came out. Those kids did a great job against, you know, you know. it's always been said, Monster 24 will, will crush Relentless Hustle, right? They didn't. They came out. They got off the bus. They played. They're my number four okay. team of the week this week, okay? Um, my number three team of the week, okay, goes to my Monster 2022 team. Okay. Okay. We finished up yesterday. They had a tremendous summer. Um, ups and downs. Abby Harrod led that team, right? Ups and downs. I love that kid. Yep. And um, so they're my number three this week um, because, you know, like I said, they went to uh, the G8 and they went four and one against the top teams in the country and they made it to the the playoffs this weekend, um, beating some really good teams at um, at the Mid Atlantic. So um, they're my, they're my number. They're number, my number three. Okay. Okay. My number two team is actually going to go to my 2024 monster team. All right. The 2024 monster team in Memorial Day weekend lost 13 to nothing. We talked about this, right? At the G, at the, at the, the club championships, the NGLL, 13 to nothing to MD Black, right? Yeah. Didn't get a shot on goal. <clears throat> Lacks for the cure. They go zero and three in their pool. They got M and D Black. They come. They beat them. Nice. Three yeah. weeks after Baldwinsville, that. right? No, it was actually er, er, in New Jersey. Jersey. They they beat them, right? Yeah. Then this past weekend in the toughest division, they played M and D Black to a, a a two goal game. Right. They made it to the semifinals and they lost to Heroes by one goal 
in the semifinals. Goal. But to make it to the semifinals of awesome. the Mid-Atlantic. And that's 2024? 2024, okay. seventh graders. I was right? going to say, seventh grade, right? Right. My number one team this week, my number one, Fairport Hots, number one, on our last podcast of our last week, um, is going to go to my 2020 team. Okay. You know, um, not for the way they played this weekend. Okay. Not for the way that, you know, they've been playing. All of them are committed to to the next opportunity at, you know, in college, right? Um, they've worked so hard and they deserve the best. And a lot of them are going, you know, some are going to Notre Dame and Virginia and Louisville and Maryland, right? Um, they deserve it. They've put in so much work and so so much time that overall, my last podcast, my last hurrah of the summer, right? I got to give all the credit in the world to Coach Monty, who's been my assistant coach. Excellent. And, and that 2020 team for everything that they've did to bring monster lacrosse. Now, wasn't along. I reading that was your first ever monster team? Yeah. First or ever monster team. Did you say that? Team. I don't know if you would they just are. mention that. They're my that, first but, ever yeah. team. And um, <clears throat> they've, they've really paved the way for the the monster teams at the younger levels to um you know they play in the toughest divisions against the toughest teams at week in and week out um and to do that they've really you know it's a testament to their it's just 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 their toughness and the work that they've put in so um my hats off to my you know my beloved 2020 team i love you all um, so proud of all of you. And um, we still got a lot of work Stop to do it, as individuals. Robbie. We got a lot of work because we got to now prepare those kids for their college. The next level. Next level. Absolutely. But um, as a team, you know, salute to them. And uh, and they've done a great job, and I'm very proud of them. I'll give you three. Okay. FLX Software Top 3. Three th favorite things that have happened yep. for the season with Canandaigua Girls Lacrosse. Oh, we're going to CA. Okay. Yep. yep. First, well, I was at, what, 20 out of 21 games? Yeah. I, I only missed one. First is um, the doubleheader that I did when you guys won the sectionals yep. at uh, Sutherland. And then I went directly over to uh, St. John Fisher College and called the boys game. So the doubleheader. Was that a Section 5 championship? Oh, yeah. And who did we beat? You beat uh, Spencer. Oh, that's right. In overtime. overtime. <laughs> yeah, I, for, I forgot overtime. about that. Well, that, that, might, <laughs> that might show its ugly, its beautiful head yeah. again. So number two was going to Cortland with you guys. That was just a fun trip. Yeah. Uh, for one, I made a couple dollars. Yeah. For good. once, I made good, a couple good, bucks. Good, good, good. And, and for two, it was just a lot of fun. That was a, It's a fun team, and it was fun to watch you guys. It was fun to watch Clancy Rude shut down, top player in the country, yeah. top recruit in the country. And uh, that's number two. Number one. Let's walk it back. The big rig, knocking right. down the overtime winner to win the Section 5 sectionals title. And then I saw the picture after that, one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen. Everybody hugging her, and she was just like letting – you could see it. You could see the energy just coming out of her yeah. body, and she's like, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. So that's my uh, that's my number one. I, I, was, I wasn't sure what to do. I was maybe going to do the top right. five, uh, you know – players that are on the first team or whatever, but right. there you have it. Yeah. So, all right, everyone, we are wrapping up yeah. um, our show for Woo. the summer. We're going to be back in September um, on Mondays at noon. Thank everyone for tuning in and being such great supporters of the Rockstars Girls Lacks podcast with me, Ronnie Davis and Craig Despazman Simmons. Right on, brother. And um, we will see you guys in September. Do your best to be your best. That's right. Thank you. Peace.